Welcome back to the BDSM show. Uh, that's, as always, Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. I'm Billy. I'm Devo. And uh, just to plug the social media, as usual, on Twitter, that's at BDSM show. Uh, at BDSM show. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash BDSM show. So uh, this week, we wanted to discuss rivalries, both sports and in life in general. Yeah, I um, I probably I wanted to start with the Boston Red Sox. Um, I know that they've got a couple of rivals, uh, and the only reason they bring it to mind is because I had a couple of my buddies texting me um, over the past couple of days about uh, the big mean Red Sox, um, and I guess that they had a little bit of a shoving match with the Rays this week uh, over a stolen base and some butthurt feelings and you know i i understand that uh you can get tense after losing 10 games in a row hey hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> easy getting swept by the rays um you know i you could be upset with that I and mean, you know i can i see that uh so i just wanted to kind of get your input on the red Sox and maybe some of their challenges with the yankees uh and also their budding rivalry how i feel with the uh rays well, first of all, uh, we've lost. We we managed to lose ten straight. We've now got a winning streak at two in a row, and uh, even after losing ten straight, we're still tied with you clowns. Okay, at the <laughs> slugging bottom. it out for last place. Yeah, uh, I would say the the brawl, the bench clearing deal on on uh, what was it Sunday? I think. I think it was Sunday. It was more of a pillow fight, hug fest than anything. Tickle uh, fight. And yeah, as they usually are, one or two guys get their shots in and everybody else hugs each other and says, Hey, don't touch my guy like that. Hey, you don't say that. Um, I think, like we were talking earlier in the day, uh, the Rays and the Red Sox have this thing where for years it was kind of, you know, the Rays are just a cute little brother. You know, he's he's in elementary school and and you're in middle school and... You're just you're really too cool for him, and you you have fun beating up on him and things like that. And uh, for a long time that flew because just for a really long time the Rays just they struggled to put together to a team that could really compete on a playoff type level. And so now that they're there, you know it feels like the little brother now is finally he's at the level of big brother, and he you feels like he he has to rub his nuts in his face to show that he's a man. And yep. what you have is really since 2008, these teams have been, for the most part, dead even. If you throw out 2012, because that was an abomination season with Bobby Valentine, but it it was really, they've been really even um, in large part for the better part of seven or eight years now. And uh, when you have games, and they, they've Again, throwing 2012 out the window, they've been competing with each other for playoff spots, both the division and the wild card. Every year. And, and when you have that, and every game means something, you just have that high level of tension. And so things, you know, like someone stealing a base when they're up five late in a game, that people take. Yeah, that people take slighted. And that's, that's <laughs> the stupidest thing ever to me. Like, if you're going to steal, you're going to steal. What's the big deal? You're getting your brains beat in. You didn't seem to care two innings ago. Right. Uh, 
But when you have that level of tension in every game, it just it becomes a really tense type rivalry. So every little thing gets magnified, and and someone gets hit by a pitch, and you go, well, holy crap, did he mean to do that? Is he doing yeah. it on purpose? He's throwing it at our guys. You know, screw that guy. <laughs> and um, I think it's just, especially with the fans, you know, for whatever reason, and it's not just the Rays, it's USF too, and, and I'm sure to some degree the Lightning, there's this inferiority complex where you just you have to lash out at the big guys. Yeah, media market like media market syndrome. You yeah, know? I don't know what it is. So it's like the the fans have a rivalry too, but on some level, Red Sox fans are just and this isn't necessarily my view, but they're just like whatever Rays fan. Uh, you've been around five five years competitively. <laughs> yeah. Let's get real here. But it seems like. The Rays have to lash out. Their fans have to lash out. And this, again, is not every Rays fan. I've got plenty of Rays fan friends that are not like this. They're normal people. Most of them are dicks, I know. They have to, you know, lash out. And, and again, little brother's got to rub his balls in big brother's face to show he's a man. Like, you know, I okay, you swept us. It's still May, and we're still both slugging it out for last place <laughs> beating each other up for last place you know so what what's what's I, to get worked up over i have a theory about the rays and the red Sox. okay really and i wanted to run this by you and i kind of spoke with about it a little bit earlier with you um i feel like before the rays the rays are about 15 years old probably 17 if you wanted to be like a dick about it and count all the years of so course. probably about 17 years yeah so make it 17 <laughs> um and before the rays the only baseball that was in Tampa was Yankees baseball. And a lot of people who moved to Tampa are New York transplants, New York, New Jersey, you know, those areas. And um, so a lot of baseball fans that are that were fans before the Rays were Yankees fans. Of course. And so now they've got a home team, a team they can go buy season tickets to, you know, the 15 or 20 of them that do that. Um, and so they'll, they are now fans. And so I think that Red Sox animosity from 100 years ago has kind of carried over into Little Brother Rays. Yeah. You know, I always felt like the Yankees were kind of like a big brother and helping them, you know, kind of build their their team down here because they've always had spring training here and they've always had like a really tight, you know, uh, connection, I feel like, the the Rays and the Yankees. So I feel like that animosity kind of transferred over to the, uh, to the Red Sox. Well, and I think uh, there may be something to that, but I also think when you when you look back at the last... I don't know, six or seven years, since 2008, when, when the Rays really started becoming competitive. It's never been between the Rays and the Yankees. You know, 2008 was down to the wire. I think the season split was, you know, it was maybe the Rays had, had the advantage by one or two games going into the playoffs, and if not, it was dead even. And they haven't had that really with the Yankees, where on a particular season... They were competing directly with the Yankees to the point where, you know, like that 2008 season, every game with the Red Sox was tense, especially everything after July. It seemed like they played 20 times after the <laughs> yeah. All-Star break. Um, and then the playoff series to go seven games for the chance to play in the World Series, that's the kind of stuff that, that builds a rivalry. And the Rays just haven't had that with the Yankees where they've got to get through the Yankees to get to the World Series. Or they've... They've got to win, you know, the the last weekend series over the Yankees to pass them and get into the playoffs. Uh, they've had that with the Red Sox, and it seems like every time 
you know someone's in their way it's it's either the Red Sox and the Rays way or the Rays and the Red Sox way and that's that's the kind of thing where you know you do that for six seven eight years and the teams just start to hate each other just just by nature mm-hmm. so I think that's why uh, more than Rays Yankees you know the the Rays Red Sox is, is this extremely tense and even when they're battling for last place, the fans are <laughs> yeah, they're like, exactly. you're a dick. No, you're a dick. Yeah. Um, but I think for it's going to take a while for maybe Red Sox fans to look at it like it is Red Sox-Yankees. Like, it, I agree. Know, the Yankees put in the time. Yeah. It, and that's what you have to understand there is that's been going on for 100 years. And for a long time, it was a hammer-nail rivalry. But it was still, I mean, these two, the cities hate each other. Right. It's not just, it's not limited to baseball. Yeah. The teams in every sport hate each other. And, you know, baseball just happens to be the one thing where they've been going at it for a hundred years. And, uh. And they play the, they play each other the most out of all this, all those teams. Yeah. And I think kind of media to me cheapens it a little bit, but. You know, when you've got Fox has to cover every single time the Red Sox-Yankees play, they have to have it every Saturday. You know it's it's a given. When you see the schedule, you know, okay, Red Sox-Yankees, they could be in last place and they're still doing that. Um, ESPN. I I know when the Red Sox have a three-game series with the Yankees, I'm watching every game because it's going to be on TV. It's going to be available to me. Whereas, you know, when they play the Twins, no one gives a damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it'll take a while for Red Sox Rays to get there, but I feel like it's it, they're almost on the cusp. You know, if they were if, to, it right now we're pillow fighting for last place. <laughs> but if come season's end, we've both gotten our crap together and we're fighting each other for that final playoff spot more. at the end of the season, it's going to be more of 2008, where just every more game you're fights. sitting there biting your nails and you just have you have that much more more reason to hate the other team okay um what about um college sports um i know we're going to show a little bit of our local uh, flair here not only with the rays but uh billy and i both went to usf and the big rivalry there was uh central florida um and for a while there uh it wasn't much of a rivalry of course just happened to be some other school that we smashed every year yeah um until last year and yep. last year was the first year that they had a decent team. They, I mean, they had their third pick overall, was it? Blake Bortles went number three. Yep. Um, you know, so they had an NFL quarterback playing for them. Um, and they were begging and begging and begging to play us. We didn't want to play them. Um, so. Well, and the thing there, too, is is uh, USF wanted to play them when we were Division Two, And they didn't want any part of it because they didn't want to lend any credence towards what we were building um at least that's because i i didn't hop on the usf bandwagon really into 2002 when i came to school there and um from what i've seen from older generations of bulls fans is you know ucf did everything in their power to to not legitimize us you know by not playing us so it was only fair you know when we were in the Big East, and and they're looking for attention now because in 40 years of football, they've only got Dante Culpepper to show for it. Um, I could even put Kevin Smith on that list. Yeah, they, um, you know, then they want to play us to get their name out there and try to try to ignite this rivalry. 
And I think USF fans, for the most part, you know, we wanted we wanted desperately to be in the big three and make it a big four with Florida, yeah. Florida State, and and Miami. And that's obviously that's not a bad goal, but you know, post oh seven oh eight, we just haven't been close. And I right. think the biggest thing for both schools is to play each other, USF and UCF. And unfortunately, now we're sharing a conference with them. We've we bottomed out to the point where this is this is the good going, um, but yeah, for a while it was it was a hammer nail rivalry when we finally did play them, and you know you got four and zero, uh, and we beat them. Uh, Matt Grothy never lost to him. Uh, his first year as a redshirt freshman starter went in there, beat them in their own house. We don't even have to talk about oh seven; just sixty four to twelve says it all, you know. So. I um I was I got kind of scared honestly after the fourth time we played them and beat them in overtime, I uh, I didn't want to play them again because I knew there would be a day one day where the stars and moons would align and they'd uh, uh, beat us and have that you know that one year to talk about it so yeah I'm just that's glad shit. to get these guys back out on the field and uh, put them back where they belong in the rearview mirror. Yeah, well you know hopefully this year. Obviously, uh, last year was ugly for us, and I was the ugliest. Yep, and uh, was, uh, I think the second was, you could you could argue that that was by far our worst season ever, yep. and that was UCF's best season ever, and they barely I mean, won. They skirted by, yeah. you know, by the the skin of their teeth. So with an and, NFL quarterback at the helm, and this is the thing that rivalries do, you know, like just. In large part, the games are going to be close. You, you know? can throw the record book out the window when it comes to a rivalry game. It doesn't matter who's having a good season or not. Exactly. And I most mean, times it's not going to be a blowout. Uh, you know, every once in a while you get a year, like this year with, with Florida State and Florida, where right. Jameis Winston and, and the Seminoles were just too much for Florida. And I think this actually might have been the first year in uh, in a few years now that Florida State's actually beat Florida and uh, that's, you know, being in state, growing up, before I came to USF, that was, you know, I was a Florida yep. State fan, and that was, you just don't lose to the Gators. And my best friend actually was a Gators fan, and we spent the whole week, you know, talking smack to each other just nonstop. But, and, and that game actually, I think, is um, mandated by the state. Like, that's one of those ones that, like, legislature was written that Florida and Florida State will play every year. Well, yeah, and this, I think that, if I remember correctly, that came about when Florida State was playing in the 80s, and they had this this mentality that we'll play anybody, anywhere, anytime, doesn't matter who. And I think at the time, Florida just refused to play them. And it got to the point where, and this, this won't ever happen these days, I don't think, anyway, um, but they stepped in and said, no, Florida, you are going to play Florida State. You know, they're another big university in the state. Play them every year. You have to. Now it's law. You can't get around it. I think if they could, they would. Because the Gators, they have that SEC-type mentality where you've got, yes, it's a great conference, so let's schedule one semi-good power conference team and then three powder puff home games so we can maximize revenue which yep. obviously is a good business model but 
I mean, it's not exciting to watch, really. But um, yeah, I can only I, watch Stony Brook lose by sixty. You know, one time a year. Yeah, like I, I just if it wasn't mandated, I'm left wondering if Florida would just dodge, would have kept dodging Florida State. You know, you make the case they they were afraid of Miami because it just seemed like no matter what, Miami found a way to beat them. Yep. And they've gone long stretches, four or five, six years without playing Miami. And after they do, you wonder if they're ever going to play them again because, you know, they give them this big run that they weren't expecting. Now, talking about SEC, um, Auburn-Alabama is another huge rivalry. Um, we had the pleasure, Billy and I went to a, a football game in uh, Auburn, and I got nothing but good things to say about the town, the fans, the players, the whole thing. I mean, it was just like a really, I mean, it helps that USF won. Of course. Um, I'm sure it would have had a terrible time if they had lost. But, but even in that, you know, they were they were gracious hosts even in yep. losing. You know, I, I can't even remember how many people walking out said, oh, hey, you know, great game, game. guys. You guys got a okay. good team. Good luck going forward. And Yep. You know, we had the one guy offer Will the lobster the night lobster, before. Lobster, yep. We went to the bar the night before, and I don't even think I paid for a drink. No, so they were um, great people. Um, and then, so then you you go to Al- uh, Alabama uh, with Nick Saban, who I think is the devil reincarnated. Um, <laughs> I think he's evil and he's a liar. He's and a douche. I hope he catches a disease that can be cured by penicillin because I don't want him permanently hurt. But it, <laughs> either way, um, and then one of these idiots comes uh, and salts the this historic tree in Auburn that they toilet paper whenever they win. Yep, um, and killed it. Yeah, like, this was like big time vandalism. Apparently, oh, and this he's was like he's doing a hard twenty year old tree. Yeah, he's doing hard time. I think he. <laughs> I don't remember what his sentence was, but he actually went to prison. Yeah, over for, a uh, stupid football for rivalry, a, a stupid rivalry prank. So, um, you know, that, that was pretty interesting. Um, I just we can don't get it. How could you you hate somebody that much that you're willing to? you're willing to risk prison time for something that stupid. Right, for something silly. And so um, we can kind of shift gears a little bit from there and go a little bit international here, although it's still the uh, National Hockey League. Uh, We can do a little bit of international uh, rivalry. How about uh, Boston? Surprise, surprise. Of course. uh, Versus uh, Montreal. Well, and this this is, you know, this is along the same same lines of just – purely stupid hatred um and there there are a lot of good rivalries in the nhl um detroit and chicago is a good rivalry um any of the california teams la versus anaheim la versus san jose san jose versus anaheim they're all really good you know rivalries uh but i have yet to see anything out of those rivalries compare that even comes close to comparing to fan base, this being French-Canadian Montreal fans, booing a country's national anthem because they don't like the team they're playing. And that's exactly what the Canadians fans have done when playing the Boston Bruins. I just... I don't get that. I don't understand it. it that kind of... Just dumb, dumb yeah. hatred is what it is. It's not even justifiable hatred. It's just stupid. I mean, what's the point? I don't get it. How do you it's let It's rude. Yeah, it is rude. 
I just, yeah. how do you let somebody get you that worked up over mm-hmm. a goddamn sport that you just outright disrespect the whole country like that? I, I don't know that I'll ever understand it, honestly. But I guess, you know, you and I are both laid-back types, so I guess that's why we'll never truly understand it. Um, you know, I'll hate losing to opponent. I hate, don't like losing to the Rays or the Yankees or, sure. you know, we'll USF. for an hour or like, two. Yeah. yeah, I don't like you losing to UCF and when the Red Wings play. I don't like losing to Blackhawks or anything like that. But for Christ's sake, man, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to boo the Canadian National Anthem because 90% of the players are from Canada. Right. The, um... Speaking of national anthems, uh, the Olympics seems to be one that brings out a lot of rivals in sports. Um, and for me, um, probably because I'm from the United States, uh, that it always seems like it's us versus the world. Like every other team just is, seems, or every other athlete just seems like so much more, so much happier when they beat an American as opposed to beating some other jobber from another country. Yeah. Um, so I, I always thought that was pretty interesting, you know, like. In the winter, it's always like USA, Canada, USA, Russia, USA, you know, Ukraine or whatever. Um, always Russia. Always feels like we always end up butting heads with Russia as far as like medal counts and stuff go. Of course. Uh, and uh, I just, that's another thing. And I, I, it's probably because, you know, NBC, you know, blasts us with coverage for three weeks and makes everything <laughs> about the USA. But it just, it seemed like this year. You know, there there was the whole, at least with hockey, there was the U.S.-Canada thing because they played for gold last time. But there was also a huge deal made out of U.S.-Russia. And part of that was, you know, we we were both contenders for a gold medal, or we thought. We both ended up flopping on our faces. Um, but you also had the political side of things. And I think that's, you know, with the Olympics where it comes into everybody's excited to beat the U.S. because, you know, it's it's kind of along the lines of Red Sox-Yankees. Like, we're just the big, bre- big bad, big brother on the block, and right, King no of the one Hill. can mess with us, yep. you know. So carrying that attitude, you garner a lot of hatred from other people. And so I think, at least politically, they can't wait to get their shot at the USA. And I just, I, I guess... If that's the way they see us carrying ourselves, in a lot of ways I think we do, I don't necessarily blame them for getting that excited. Uh, In some cases, Canada, I don't get it because you beat us at your national sport. You're (laughs) supposed to do that. Like, as far as hockey's concerned, on the U.S. scale, it's, you know, football, baseball, and basketball – a bunch of other Olympic sports. <laughs> and then car. hockey. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I love hockey. For me, it's it's probably baseball, college football, and hockey for me. So I love it. But the average American doesn't give a damn. I mean, it, it's almost right up there with soccer, except there's like 5% of America actually watches soccer. <laughs> you probably get 7 or 8 watching hockey. So At least 10. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I wanted to shift gears a little bit away from sports because uh, there are other rivalries that I think are really worth mentioning uh, in our everyday lives, uh, one of which is uh, the the separate military branches. Uh, this is always interesting to me. Um, my pops was 
uh, Air Force, um, but I don't think he ever got into the old, you know, Air Force is the best and everyone else is, you know, terrible. Um, but some of these guys are, like, really serious about it. Like, even the football game, like Army-Navy football. Um, oh, yeah. Or, like, uh, you know, the Marines versus everyone else. You know, the uh, Navy and Air Force. You know, these guys just, um, they don't get along. I, n- I never quite grasped it. Um, maybe one of the listeners can kind of shoot us an email or get on the Facebook page and kind of let me know where that comes from because it's a rivalry that I just can't explain. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I know the Marines... Um, and to a certain extent, extent it's justified. You know, they just feel like they're they're the toughest out there, and everybody else is a bunch of sissies. I know uh, most look at the Air Force as a bunch of desk jockeys. So I think there's that's where that comes in. I I honestly I don't know. I yeah, don't know where I, it comes I'd from. be curious to see like the the history on what that rivalry is. Um, the next one I had on my list is not really a sport or a sports entertainment, I guess. Um, and if you're you know older like Billy and I, you'll remember the WWF versus the WCW. That was a huge heated rivalry. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That I remember uh, in high school. Mind you, this, this stopped in high school. I did grow up, <laughs> um, but I used to every Monday night. Once I was done with all my affairs, at 8 o'clock, WCW Monday Nitro would yep. start. And then at 9 o'clock, WWF Raw would start, Monday Night Raw. And I would watch WCW until Raw started. And then Raw had my primary attention. And then I would, you know, try to switch over to WCW on a commercial breaks and stuff like that. But it seemed like after the WWF bought WCW, WWF tanked. So, I agree, because there's I mean, no competition. Yeah, exactly. They bought up the competition. So in a lot of ways, it's good to have a rivalry like that. Like, you have something that makes you better. You know, your your writers actually, I don't want to say that they don't try now, but they try hard. Yeah. When there's You're competition. competing for that, you know, competing for those watchers. Yeah, and clearly WWF won since they bought them out. And, and I was always a WCW guy myself, uh... I just, I don't know why, I just, I like the WCW. Um, I guess it was, uh, you know, I was always a fan of, like, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and, uh, you know, Hogan and Macho Man. I did like watching both. Um, I think in WCW, my thing was more NWO Wolfpack. Yeah, absolutely. Until, you know, they were around for a year and then they turned heel. Yeah. Everybody always does. But WWF was... That was my stuff, man. That was my jam. You know, I had Stone Cold and The Rock <laughs> yep. and Undertaker and yep. all these just mega superstars. And I don't know if they just marketed better or what, but it just it was it was a better all around product for me. But again, I could watch both. In I went, be you know, I went, I went to several live shows on both sides, and I had a good time at uh, all, every show that I went to was was fun. Um, getting into the next rivalry I have that may take a minute or two. Uh, men versus women. Oh, well, um, this is <laughs> this is know, a rivalry that I think might be more implied than realistic. Yeah. Well, listen, we brought up the hammer nail rivalry deal earlier, uh, discussing USF and UCF, and it's really, I mean, let's be real here, <laughs> men, I mean, men for the win. I mean, unless we're having a who cries the most at work contest, uh, <laughs> I think men have it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, I have to agree. I just men are where it's at. Uh, not a, not in a man on man sense, but you know, right? Men yeah. men for the win. I mean, unless it's crying at work or getting free drinks at bars, dudes are gonna win every single time. Of course. Um, uh, now here's one that uh, these these are two uh, I want to say inanimate objects um, that <laughs> receive a lot of attention from men. Um, and Billy, I'm gonna ask you. Um, I don't know how to put this delicately. Uh, there are boobs, and then there are rear ends, derrieres. Now, um, I don't know if it's a rivalry uh, as much as it is like a friendly rivalry. Since a friendly kind of contest. On the, on the same team, right? Yeah. Um, but they are competing for attention. Of course. Um, so if you were, let's say, playing a video game, for instance, and you had ten attribute points to distribute. Yes. How would you distribute them amongst the T and the A? I would have to say probably eight towards the A side. Okay. And, and two towards the T side. Uh, okay. Reason being, um, there's an old adage. Uh, you may not have heard of it. You may have. Okay. Uh, more than a handful is a waste. I feel like... Regardless of how a woman is stacked up top, endowed, I can, um, I can, I can still be attracted to it. Um, granted, if there's curves either way, I'm good. <laughs> okay, you know, like I'm not going to reject a good-looking woman because she's got right because she's, um, she's got a she's got an eight ten instead of a two eight yeah, split because she's, she's got a you know large breasts and and. A pancake ass, <laughs> but I just I tend to be drawn more towards the butt. I agree. Although I wouldn't go as extreme as eight two. I'd probably make it a seven three ass split. Oh um, yeah, that's so less extreme. One point. <laughs> I just um, <laughs> I feel like um, you know I I also and am an ass man. So um, yeah. just wanted to. To, to put and, that out there for you. And again, you. It, it, you know, I'm totally appreciate, appreciative of uh, either or. Mm -hmm. I agree. But, you know, again, it goes back to that. Like, I can, I have no problem. You don't have to be uh, overloaded up top for me to be drawn to you or enjoy your physical appearance. <laughs> I got to, okay. You know, like, there's something to be said for the smaller-breasted ladies in uh -huh. the world. I got uh, you. So I certainly couldn't hate on that. All right. Well, on that note, uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up because it looks like we're getting close on time. Uh, wanted to say if you guys uh, want to drop us a note, have anything to say about today's show, uh, you can hit us on Twitter at BDSM Show. Uh, you can comment on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash, you guessed it, BDSM Show. Uh, and I will leave you guys with uh, a quote from uh, Curtis Jackson, who happened to also throw out the first pitch to the Mets game recently. Um, he was just a bit outside. He tried to corner and missed. Just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> um, and I will also post my first pitch that I threw out. Uh, I got it over the plate, but it's no big deal anyway. Uh, Curtis Jackson, uh, words to live by, uh, get rich or die trying. See you guys next time. See you, folks.